Amen. It's time to go into the word of the living God this morning. I pray that the word will not return by void concerning any one of us in Jesus' name. The word will have Amen. And the word will prosper in what has been sent to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. A pleasure to invite Pastor Johnson this morning. Tell me, say, the Lord bless you, sir. Good morning, sir. I hand over to you, sir. Yeah, good morning, sir. Good morning, mommies and daddies. Good morning, all. God bless us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning, sir. God bless us all. So, welcome once again to this altar. And I just want us to thank God for the prayers we've prayed. Thank God because the God that answers. We answer all our prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. According to Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22 and 23, uh, we'll just take that word, take the song, and then just exhort ourselves for the next few minutes. Uh, Lamentations 3, 22 and 23 tells us it is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Say they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. So today is not day for us to witness God's faithfulness because they are new every morning. Already his faithfulness has preserved us. His faithfulness will sustain us in the mighty Amen. name of Jesus. Amen. The steadfast love of the Lord. The Lord. Father, we exalt you, Lord. We magnify your name, Lord. We lift you up. 
Father, we want to thank you one more time for your privilege, the privilege of life. We thank you because the Lord tells us it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. The Lord tells us that, you know, if not for the Lord was on our side, what we will say. But I will thank you because when the enemies came like a flood, you raised up your standard against the enemies. Thank you, most high God. We are grateful. This morning again, you have called us. Lord, we ask that you send your word to us. Amen. The Lord tells us that your word, ever true, ever sure, your word tells us that your word is able to, like a two-edged sword, to penetrate your word. You created this word by your word. Therefore, Lord, let your word prosper us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, most high God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the message, the message the Lord is sending to at least one person here this morning, he said, behold, I will do a new thing. I don't know who that person is. You know, it may be September, but it can be your new year. It can be happening here to somebody here today. So I would like us to just key in as God speaks to us. So let's look at Isaiah, Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19. Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19. The build out to a new thing. It says, Remember ye not the former things. Isaiah 43 18, uh, 13. 18. 43 18. Say, Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness, a rivers in the desert. So God is speaking to us this morning, at least to one person here, that it's September, to have been a tough year, January through to August up till now, it could have been a good year. But God is trying to tell us that whatever it has been, there's something better in stock for us in the name of Jesus. He said, remember not. Say, we should not remember the former things, the former disappointments, the things that the prayers that look as if they've not been answered, the delays that seem to persist. Those things that we should not remember them so that we can look forward and move forward. Sometimes the enemy of progress is the past. The enemy of tomorrow can be yesterday. If we hold on to yesterday too much, tomorrow may never come. So the message this one is that remember not the former things. Why? Because there's a God that is determined to do something new in our lives. There's a God that is determined to make that past become a testimony. I mean, when Lazarus was in the tomb, when he had died, Day one, day two, the family was so disappointed. The sisters were so disappointed. Where is the Lord? We act, we sent the message of the Lord. The Lord is delayed. The Lord is not coming. We thought He loved us. He said He loved us. Where is the love of God? I can imagine the first one, two, three days, 
And when eventually Jesus came to the sea in that John 11, and they told the sisters, Jesus has come. I said, I mean, what, I mean, it, it is, I mean, one of them even said, if only you came earlier, if only you answered us last year, if only you had come in, in earlier, I mean, it's too late. But wait, Jesus was about to do the big one. And so, delay is not denier. So this one, you're going to forget the former things. I am here now. And that's what that scripture in verse 19 says, Behold, I will do a new thing. And who can do a new thing if not God? God is the uncreated creator. Who can do a new thing if not God? God does not need anybody's permission. The Bible says that he's Adonai, he's the sovereign Lord. He's not under anybody's authority. God is not a supervisor in the office that needs to go to the manager for permission. He's not even the manager that needs to go to the general manager for permission. He's not even the MD that needs to go to the shareholders for permission. God is sovereign. He doesn't need permission to bless you. And my prayer for us this morning, that God will bless us, God will do something new in our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, so, if you look at it, what are the new things God can do? God can come in different dimensions. So, look at our five things that God can do for us that are new. The first thing is that God can give us a new identity. God can give us a new identity and a new status. You know, it doesn't matter how things have been. God can give us a new identity and a new status. And has he done it before? Oh, yes, he has done it before. If you look at the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1, we have our sister there, Sister Hannah. And most of us are familiar with her story. You know, when Peninas was harassing her, mocking her because God was preserving a miracle for her. Peninas forgot what Psalm 113 verse 9 tells us. It tells us something. Okay, I would go to Psalm 119 verse 3, then I go to, 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 to 1 Samuel. Because Peninas forgot those around you who are mocking you for whatever looks like barrenness, whether financially, whether uh, you know materially, whether bodily, whatever it is, they forget something that there's a God. In Psalm 13, verse 9, what does the Bible say? He said, He made the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. Say, Praise ye the Lord. He made the barren woman to heal. He makes God. Doesn't need permission. So Peninas, I was mocking Hannah, forgot that. But in that first summer chapter one, God intervened. Because Hannah came to an altar like this. Hannah came to Shiloh. He came to an altar like this and cried to God and told God a petition. He told the God who can change status, who can change identity. And so she got a new identity. And in that first Samuel, chapter 1, verse 20, Wherefore it came to pass, 
when the time was come, about after Hannah had conceived, that she bear a son, and called them Samuel, saying, because I have asked him of the Lord. It came to pass that Aina, Anna's identity was changed. She got a new identity and a new status. The woman who was called barren became a mother. So I don't know what it is, what identity we carry around. But this morning, the Lord will give us a new identity and a new status in Jesus' name. Amen. The same thing with that woman with the issue of blood. She came ostracized. She came ashamed. But when she touched the garment of the Lord, identity changed. She, she was celebrated. Somebody after now will be celebrated in the name of Jesus. Amen. Because your identity so the Lord is able to give us a new identity and a new status. It doesn't matter. Maybe in the office. Maybe in the church. Maybe somewhere else in your community. There's a God that's able to change identity and status. What else can God do? What's something new can God do for us? He can give us a new name. He can give us a new name. As in, no matter what they've stopped with us, God is able to say, and, why, and that can happen even at the altar. So let's look at another thing that happened at the altar, like this morning's altar, where a new name was given to a man. Go to Genesis chapter 32. That popular story, but because God wants to encounter at least one person here this morning. Genesis 32, we read from verses 24. Genesis 32 from verse 24. Say, and Jacob was left alone. That's the altar. And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the whole of Jacob's tie was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day break it. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, why is thy name? What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. Why? Say, for as a prince, thou hast that power with God and with men and has prevailed. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So name of Jacob was changed. Why? Because God wanted to turn the corner in the life of Jacob. He wanted a new person with a new you know, identity, a new status, new possibilities. So he gave him a new name. We also know that God changed the name of Abraham to Abraham. Because he said, you'll be father of nations. So God is in the business of changing names. What are the names that people called, like blind Bartimaeus? Name that is associated with problems, with challenges. Whatever the name is, there is a God who changes names. And on this altar this morning, 
whatever name we may know, we may not know that we have been called, that is not to the glory of God. There will be a change in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Remember, they've at us with certain identities, with certain names. It's a God that says they will do something new. Whereas even our children, sometimes they can say, ah, that's the mother of that boy, that girl. That's an identity, that's a name. In the office, they can say, that's that guy that did that. Or that's that guy that did this. Maybe false accusation. A badge. And I said, but it's a God this morning that's able to change names. And we do that for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What can God do? What new thing can God do for us? Let's go Samuel chapter 9. Let's go Samuel chapter 9. God can change and give us a new location and a new allocation. A new location and a new allocation. Second Samuel 9, verse 3 to 7. Talking about when the King David, just like God, is able to intervene and relocate us and reallocate us. And look at Second Samuel 9, verse 3 to 7. He said, and the king said, is there not yet any of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God unto him? And Ziba said unto the king, Jonathan had yet a son, which is lame on his feet. And the king said unto him, where is he? And Ziba said unto the king, behold, he is in the house of Micah, the son of Amiel in Lodeba. Then King David sent and fetched him out of the house of Micah, the son of Amiel from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was come in unto David, or come unto David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he said, Behold thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan thy father's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. He said, I will restore the old land. So he got a new location from Lodeba to the palace. And then he also got new allocations. He got his father's you know, land and also got food for the rest of his life. There's somebody here that will get a new allocation. Man. That the Lord will allocate, remember us for good. Like the way David remembered Man. the son of Saul. Okay, that guy was lame. He couldn't help himself. His situation was very hopeless, but yet God decided to remember him. God remember us for good in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Something new happened to that young man that day. I don't know what prayer I was praying, but the king remembered him. The king will remember us. Amen. The king of kings will remember us. Amen. The king of kings will remember us. Amen. In the name of Jesus. For first, for first. As, so to say, even you, we have labored. Some of us have studied. Some of us have been honest with our work, with our work, even with God. It's as if we are not been rewarded. It's as if we have been forgotten. It's as if all the prayers all these days have not yet worked. I want to tell you that the King of Kings 
we remember you for good in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. What can God do? What new thing can God do for us? God can give us a new position. A new position. And let's see what happened. In Genesis 41, with one of our patriarchs, Genesis 41, God can do anything, anytime, and God can set things up for our sake. In Genesis 41, God planted a dream in the heart of the king of Egypt. And then God also set up Joseph to interpret the dream so that I can give him a new position from prison to the palace. In Genesis 41, verse 39 to 43, said, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all these things, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto my word, shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen and put a gold chain and about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried before him, bowed the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. Can you imagine a, a, a slave boy, a slave Jewish boy in the prison? Yesterday he was in prison. Today is riding on the chariot of the king. That's a new position. God remembered him and gave him a new position. He was the head of prisoners, but became the head of the country. Because there's a God that's able to accelerate our promotion. Yes. There's a God that's able to lift us up. Can you remember? Do you remember that Joseph once had a colorful garment? Oh, and the enemies of his destiny took that garment. They, 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 I mean, they destroyed that garment. But they did not take the God of the garment. They only took the garment away. So the God of that garment reappeared again some years down the road, and clothed him again. The king brought on that garment, a better garment, decorated garment. I don't know what conspiracy has taken away from you. Lord. Kaposunta Elimashin Karaba. I don't know what conspiracy has taken away from you, but I'm telling you this morning that the God of restoration. Amen. The powerful God that can do and undo. Jehovah overdo. Yes, Lord. That God will restore Amen. thousands Amen. of souls unto you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. They took the garment of Joseph inside the field in a secret place. But God decorated Joseph in the public. He, he, he announced him on a better platform. I don't know what platform has been taken away from you. I don't know what they did to you. But I can tell you that the God of restoration, the God that is able to lift, 
the one that promoted. He said he brings down one and takes down another. No. But I said that promotion comes not from the east, not from the west, but comes from the Lord Almighty. That oh, God yeah. will lift you up in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. That is to disappoint all those who are waiting for your downfall in the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name. So, and lastly, what new thing can God do? What new thing can God do? Let's go to Psalm 40, verse 3. Psalm 40, verse 3. Psalm 40, verse 3 tells us, for all of us here on this platform, what God will do for us. See, he said, and he had put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall sit and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Amen. What will God do? God will put a new song in our mouth. Amen. And you know what song we have been singing? Maybe song of lamentation, song of challenge, but God said, I'm going to put a new song of joy. Amen. A new song of praise. Amen. A new song of praise. Amen. So has God done it before? Oh, God did it before. Oh, yeah. you, look at, you know, as we start to wrap up, to start to pray, if you look at um, Exodus chapter 14, you know, towards the end of that, you know, the, those scriptures, you start seeing that God is able to put a new song in the mouth of his people. So I start to read from Genesis, I mean, Exodus 14. So I start to read from verse 20. Twenty-eight thereabouts, he said, and the waters returned and covered the chariots, and the horsemen, and all the host of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them. There remained not so much as one of them, but the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea. I don't know what sea surrounds you. But God is giving a word to you this morning that you will walk upon dry land. Amen. Amen. That the turbulence will be around you, but you are going to walk through it. Amen. He said, he said that when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we shall fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord God is with us, and his rod and his staff may comfort us. Oh, yes. He said, but the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them, on their right hand and on their left hand. You know, those those schemes, they have schemed against you. And even those people, they will end up realizing that they've actually helped you. Lord, that you they've know. actually helped you. That they've, they they can actually not hurt you because the God of Isaiah 43, that says when you pass through the water, it will not overflow you. Mm-hmm. That when you pass through the fire, it will not kill you. That God will arise and disappoint the agenda in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, so thought the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And the people feared the Lord and believed. And believed the Lord and the Psalm Moses. And from continue Genesis 15:1. And then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord and spake. He said, I will sing unto the Lord, for he had triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider had it thrown into the sea. So he gave them a new song. He gave them a new song. You can imagine the Israelites throughout their stay in, in, in Egypt. They were burdened. 
they were lamenting, they were tasked. It was difficult. Even when they were leaving Egypt, the storm pursuer did not leave them. He still kept pursuing them. So I can imagine the Israel, of course, we know how they threatened to kill Moses, how they cursed Moses and tell him how you want to take us and die in the wilderness. But then God gave them a new song. The story changed. And so I pray for somebody here this morning that God will change your story. Amen. You know, God will change your your your, your dictions, your pronouncements. That, that, that yes, I know life has pressured us. Sometimes we say things we don't mean. Sometimes we mutter things that ah God, we have been praying. Why is this still happening? But God is saying that this morning, that same God, that same God that made a way where there seemed to be no way, that same God that did a new thing in the life of the Israelites. That same God will do something new in your life. In the Amen. mighty name Jesus. of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayers. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. I don't know what God has spoken to you, you know, uh, this morning, but let's go to the Lord in prayers. First of all, let's thank God because we have a God like this. This is the kind of God that we have. This is the kind of God that we serve. This is the kind of God that we have been introduced to. The God that changes things. The God that changes identity. The God that intervenes. The God that that relocates Jesus, we call upon you to thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you, most high God. Thank you, this kind of God that we serve. That the kind of God, that God that sees. That God that that God that intervenes, that God that doesn't leave us alone. I don't know what area of your life. I don't know what new thing you want. What is the new thing you want God to do for you? Take it to the Lord this morning. Take the Lord this morning. That new thing you want New identity, if you look at the stories we have shared, testimonies we have shared this morning, see that God doesn't need permission to break protocol, to break the rule. God went to Pharaoh and gave him a dream because he had his son in mind. The same thing happened in the time of Mordecai. When God wanted the king to remember him, he rose, somebody rose up and said, what has happened to this man? And Mordecai was remembered. God can enter the palace without permission. God doesn't need anything to go to where our blessings are, where our favors are. But us not to pray that Lord, go ahead of me, start to instigate your divine help for me, to change my position. 
to change my position, to give me a new allocation, to give me a new location. Yes, Lord, go ahead, oh Lord. The heart of the king are in the hands of God. Lord, where I need to be. Any progression where I need a new Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray. Jesus' name we pray. A couple of more prayer points. Look at the case of David. In Second Samuel nine, David was so blessed that he was looking for wood to discharge his blessing upon. And I can tell you, whether we know it or not, on the earth today, there are people that God has engraved who are looking for wood to help. There are people those that don't know what to do. They say, "Who can I help?" Because what they've experienced help, they've experienced grace, they've experienced favor. They want to dispense people as well. I'm going to pray that wherever my help is, wherever my help is, whether it's in my office, in my community, in Nigeria, in my local country, anywhere it is, in America, wherever that favor is. Lord, let it be released. Let it be released. Let it be released. That thing I want to achieve. That I want to achieve. Who has the key? Who holds the key? That I want to achieve. Lord, who is considering my case? Which panel is to over my matter? Which council is to over my matter? Who is sitting over my case? Lord, in the name of Jesus, go and touch your hands to favor me. And lastly, I want us to pray. He said that God is able to put a new song in our mouth. I want us to pray that as we enter these last stages of this year, Lord, come and put new songs in my mouth, in my family. Let us have new songs. New songs to sing. Let's talk to Jesus. 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 New songs, Lord. New songs in my life, in my marriage, in my home. New songs. New songs. Let my statement be different. New songs. Put a new song in my life. Put a new song in my family, in my life. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Let new things be our portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Let new good things be a portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Everywhere we need a new status, a new identity, a new name, a new position, a new allocation. Remember us for good in the name of Jesus. Amen. Your word tells us that Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible said that we sons of Jacob are not consumed because you do not change. You did it yesterday. You can do it today. You do it tomorrow. Yeah. Therefore, Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that we shall return with testimonies Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Most High God. In Thank Jesus' you. mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen.